You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, and with me always are my good friends, Jay from the hills of Texas. And uh, A.K. Mike in Texas. How goes it, everybody? <laughs> Did you have a good 4th of <laughs> July? Yeah, yeah, I got all my digits and fingers and toes, so... That's good news, you, know, you didn't burn the house uh, down? Didn't burn the house down, I didn't uh, explode too many things. No, um, good. Yeah, it was awesome. Mike? Oh yeah, we did the same thing, didn't lose any fingers as well. I'm good. All right. I'm covered. <laughs> well, we got all that going for us. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh did you go out on the lake or anything or I did. I uh took uh I have a um a dragonfly, which is I think a Hobby King's version of the North Star and tried to fly off right. the water, but I'm, I think my last accident um with it has put it in some bad shape for as the angle of attack on the on the prop. Oh. So I think I need to make some more adjustment there. I, I did already do some adjustment but uh, I think it needs more. Okay, it, gotcha. it keeps trying to be like that. Uh, what was that sub from uh, Bottom of the Sea? It kept diving into the water. That's what this one does. <laughs> Instead of taking off the water, this one dives into the water. Yeah, well, I was exactly. I was actually able to take it off one time, and I don't know what changed between the one and the other time. Like it might have been the battery <laughs> was not good enough because some of the batteries I use in that one because it's in the water. I don't use my very bestest batteries. Um, sure. if I lose it or whatever, I don't, I don't want to lose a good battery. So I don't always use the best batteries possible. Um, and so it, it may have just been, you know, a bad battery didn't have enough engine for it, but it I didn't just, fill full of water. Did it? Oh, uh, well, one time it did. Where... One time it did. I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> and then you're like, it won't take off. Well, that's cause it's I, full of water. You're I like nosed flying, it in. flying around with a, I nosed it in. We were trying to hand launch it because it wouldn't fly off the water and I, and I nosed it in pretty good. So it filled up with water. But, you know, we do the things that we do to our planes to make them sure. work after they've been submarined like that. Dump it out. Uh, yeah, and it worked. Yeah, it works fine. It dumped it out. Did you put a cap on the front like a water bottle and then you just pour out the water <laughs> and put the cap back on? What was really funny is I was pulling I like it out that. of the water and I was like, I wonder if it has any water in it. And, you know, I sort of tilted it back. And because the blade, had, the, the prop has hit the back of the wing, it made a mm -hmm. little hole. And so... The water started coming out of that hole. I was like, well, oh, nice. I guess there was yeah, water okay. in there. I guess uh, so. See, so that second time that didn't take off, it may have been a big water log. No, He's no, like, it wasn't water logged. It was really just, it was oh. really just, uh, like I said, it was just not, yeah, it's not flying right. Well, you had uh, some other exciting news, not really podcast related, but you actually own a paraglider. Yeah, it's uh, I, uh, it's a paramotor because I use a motor. Paramotor, okay. Para there is such a thing as a paraglider, but I have a paramotor. Right. So, so and you were able to solo it, right? Yep. Uh, well, you you in my case, it's only a single person thing. So whenever you oh. fly, it's a solo flight. Um, and I've gotcha. I've had uh, seven <laughs> flights so far. And um, nice. Uh, so that means the instructor's still helping me at this point. Um, and supposedly <laughs> turn left. That's well, what he's helping. Well, he's I have a helmet on. Actually, I have a helmet on. He has a radio oh, and, okay. and he's telling oh, me what you. to do. And so it's true. I mean, uh, when I bring the wing up to fly, he's like, get on the throttle. Go, 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 go. And try to, you know, <laughs> trying to get me to focus on the right thing. That sounds like us uh, instructing sure. some people. Exactly. <laughs> so, so he's trying to get me to focus. More throttle, more throttle, more throttle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what he said. Um, one of my flights recently, I had a little bit of a challenge. One of the brake, something after the brake line, and it got caught in the risers. So what that means is, as I was taking off, it was actually pulling on that brake, which is oh, right. okay, except for if you're not pulling equally with the other brake, you turn. So right. my my takeoff was kind of a left hand sweep, uh, and, and so, <laughs> I'm in the NASCAR track, <laughs> and he was a little nervous because I was flying towards you know cars and trees and people and stuff and and i wasn't really worried about it because i knew i was above all that at the time um but you know he's trying to tell me what to do which is right and yet um i couldn't really do what he was asking me to do because mm. it was stuck so 
at some point I just got really high in the air, which is how you manage these problems. You get up in the air and I right. and, uh, was able to, you know, basically unstick the brake. And uh, so once I did that. So I it's did, very, very much indicative of uh, the flying field when you and I are flying. And I'm like, do this, do this, do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I it, mean, it, just just <laughs> like RC plane, except for, you know, you're, right. you're, you're in it. Yeah. But yes, you are. You are on. the RCA. Player, yeah, right? I am he's the telling, RCA. He's yep. flying you. Yep. There you and, go. But he doesn't have. Well, remote, that's very exciting. He doesn't have remote control of me either. So if I decide as pilot in command to 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 ignore his uh, advice, that's all my choice uh, to make. Right. So, yeah. Well, he t- he kind of has verbal command, right? It's yeah, fly by voice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but but again, turn left. Uh, hey, again, watch what happens. It turns left. It's my responsibility to fly the plane or the craft, and so anything that happens is my responsibility. Whether if he told me of to course. dive and I followed his order, that would still be my responsibility because <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> I am the pilot. That makes in perfect sense. So yeah, no, no, I t- I get it. I've I've been there. I'm yeah. not on a pair of motor, but I've, yeah, yeah, I understand exactly. So. So well, other than that's that, very I'm, exciting. We congratulate you. Yeah, thanks. It's really, it's really exciting Yay. stuff. We're really happy about it. Yeah. yeah, just another hobby to throw money at. That's kind of the way I look at it. <laughs> hey, Z, Mike, I, I heard uh, you you had an exciting Fourth uh, of July. I did. You no know, kind of weekend or long week. Yeah. Um, so I hear you have a new type rating. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a type rating, but yes, I do. <laughs> I, I don't know what they call it in the AMA world. It's a waiver, basically. But yes, I did receive my turbine waiver. Uh, yeah. so I'm excited about that. So, uh, yeah. So how'd was, that um, One minute you didn't have a plane. Now all of a sudden you got your waiver. Huh? Uh, what happened? You know, you, it, it, it's so true. For 24 hours yeah. straight or what, what was up? <laughs> no, that's very true. I, um, you know, obviously last, when Mike was here way back in February, I wound up with uh, a yellow aircraft F-15. Uh, I just found one and I couldn't resist. And so I purchased it and, <laughs> couldn't resist. You know, we, uh, it's like me. a sickness. Uh, <laughs> and then I spent from, you know, February, March, somewhere around in there all the way until, uh, I think we've talked about it on our RC podcast before that, um, you know, my turbine didn't really work right and I had to send it back to the factory. And so I finally got it back and I put it all in, had some issues with it and, um, which I probably won't go into, but <clears throat> yeah, it just wound up that, uh, I finally got it ready to go and uh of course spencer he's been on the podcast he you know he goes hey let's go out and fly your airplane and i was like i don't know (laughs) so he's like yep come on it's now or never we walked out and he put me on the buddy box and uh yeah took off and i think we posted a video not too long ago that uh, had my uh initial solo flight i had about uh six or seven flights with him on the buddy box uh, the very first flight, I will tell you that he did the takeoff and landing, uh, and then just let me take it in the air just to kind of get me used to, you know, the speed. I will tell you that it, you know, flying a foamy, the the all the ADFs that I fly, um, I'm not going to say that that didn't help because I think it did uh, from a speed and a reference standpoint. Um, but honestly, my palms don't sweat near as much flying the foamy as it does flying the turbine. No kidding. I mean, <laughs> at the bottom of the bottom had, of my feet a... were sweating. I mean, I was, I was honestly just a bundle of nerves. Well, dude, you uh, just so the audience under, can understand, when you were working on the F fifteen, it was like a job. Uh, you would it go was. To Spencer's, yeah, yeah. and you were there for almost two weeks straight, working eight to 12 hour days yeah, that's true. working on different things that were, that you're trying to figure out or break, or you guys were modding or whatever. Right. And every day you'd call me up. Oh man, I like, bench drive. You know? uh, it was, like, Oh, yeah. what were you doing? You know, were yeah. you pulling weeds? Were you, you know, washing all the windows at the house? No, I was working on the F 15 and you know, we, we put in all these airlines and they weren't right. Or we put in this, this system and, and all the servos worked except for one. And then I had to, you know, right. go back in there, pull out the whole wiring harness, found out I had a bad, you know, cramp, uh, climp, uh, you know, crimp, uh, yeah. crimp or something, yeah. you know, just silly things like that. Right. But right. I mean, you were there, I mean, quite literally for almost two weeks. Yeah, I de- it definitely, but, I can understand, uh, you know, I get a better appreciation for builders. Um, you know, uh, one of the guys, Mike knows him, Harry Middleton, he's, um, from California and he is actually building some uh, like a Spitfire or some World War II airplane. And, and, you know, he sent pictures to us on Facebook that uh, had like formers and, you know, he cut them all out. So I, I really have an appreciation for how much time those guys put into this. Um, 
you know, one of the guys locally here, Wayne uh, Lane, he uh, built a big P38. I think we've mentioned it before on a, on a previous podcast. Yeah. But, you know, he, it's done now, too, and it's flown. And the amount of work that he put into it is just phenomenal. So putting, you know, first of all, the investment is quite substantial. Um, and you don't want to use in, inappropriate shortcuts, you know, like you would. I, I would never blend derm something together, <laughs> you know, on this airplane. <laughs> uh, there is a level of responsibility involved in flying from the AMA standpoint that you're moving up to a much more complicated uh, system and more complicated aircraft. So well, there, sure. it, you have something that can go 200 miles an hour and weighs anywhere from 30 to 50 pounds. Uh-huh, right. So, right. yeah. So, yeah. so you know, there there is a little bit more, um, that's what I'm looking for, just, uh, you know, involvement uh, in putting this thing together. So it, everything has to be tight, connected, you know, no loose ends, nothing just kind of rattling around. Uh, you know, Mike makes fun of the last time he was here when we were flying the, the L39, and there was like four things wrong with it, and we were still flying it, right? The nose gear wasn't working. Something else was missing, you know, the tail section was. But, you know, it's different because you are flying something that weighs, you know, 28, 30 pounds and can do some serious uh, well, damage. Aside from the cost as well. Yeah, and the cost too. I mean, you, you know, you just don't want to throw away that kind of money. But but I will tell you that, you know, in answer to your question, that, you know, I did spend a lot of time. And, unfortunately, you you get involved in this thing, and you look up at the clock, and you're like, okay, I'm going to start this thing around 8 o'clock in the morning. Next thing I knew, you know, I, I was at Spencer's shop, and he's like, dude, I'm going to bed. You know, it's like 930 <laughs> at night. And I'm like, where did the day go? I, you know, I was just – it just went, okay, well, I'll be back tomorrow. And, you, and it, it was. It was like, you know, a full week, seven days or so of me just spending all day long. I mean, I had the week off. And uh, I just worked on it. So, you know, one of the things, uh, but that it was I, my first time. Oh, sorry. One of the things I really found interesting was uh, so when, when I was there, uh, you showed mm-hmm. me that that it had a leak. And, uh, uh, and that is correct. In the in the uh, I think it was the the gear. Yep, landing gear, air system. Mm-hmm. Yep, and um, and I was like, well, wow, what what are you gonna do? And he goes, well, I I, I gotta go find the leak. And so yep. that you told a little bit, of, I don't know, you know, if you want to share that story now or, or not, but you talked a little bit about doing that. I, I just found that pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah. So the, you know, each, each uh, gear has an air cylinder and then the air cylinder um, actuates the gear either for, you know, uh, retracted or extended. And then inside the, once you have everything hooked up, there's, you know, two airlines per gear. They all come around and tee into a line, and then that line goes to a controller. Uh, but you have to have an air source, so you have a tank. And so the tank is in the back of the airplane. There's a line that comes up to the controller, uh, and all of that kind of mixes together. Well, on this airplane, uh, I also have uh, what they call a fail-safe, which means if the air pressure drops below a certain PSI, my gear drops out so that I just don't lose all my air, and then my gear doesn't come out, and then I have to belly land you know, very expensive airplane. And so I, I can. It's digital. I can see a reading on there, and I can watch and time how the air pressure degrades over the course of time. It's a five-minute flight. So what I would do is I fill it up to ninety psi, push the throttle up, and I watch. I start my watch. You know, or actually, it's on the the timer is on the um, the the uh, radio. And so I just I put full throttle, watch the timer start down, and then basically. It's five-minute flight, and I watched to see how much air pressure I was losing, and I was losing quite a bit. Uh, and so basically, you know, we had to <clears throat> go in and and pinch off each individual airline and do this over again. So, you know, you're talking two, four, six lines, seven lines basically. Uh, so seven different times we had to pinch off and wait the five minutes to see how, you know, long it was taking. Uh you know that's time consuming and troublesome, and you know you you, know, you got to make sure that you're not cutting the line. You know when you pinch it off. Well, I have some hemostats, and we just crush the line so that it would be less air. Uh, and we found out that one of the landing gear did have a slight leak because we could it was still leaking, but we we could slow it down. So instead of being like one psi every thirty seconds, we could slow it down to one psi every fifty seconds. And 
anyway, we wound up taking, or what I did, I wound up taking all the gear out and rebuilding the gear and relubing it. And I kept the lines because I think the lines were good, but uh, I wound up, you know, just rebuilding them all. And then the other thing that I did is um, the uh, the controller with the airlines are one eighth inch lines outside diameter, one eighth outside diameter, and the fail safe is a quarter inch. Well, you know, in the hobby industry, they don't really have a step down from a from four millimeter to two millimeter. It goes four millimeter to three millimeter, three millimeter to two millimeter. You only have usually one step down. So I had two step down, you know barbs in there and i think i had them safety wired but i think that's where my leak was coming from well i was chit-chatting with jay one night and the thought crossed my mind it was something he said and it didn't even he doesn't even know because he was just talking to me about it and I, I hung up from talking to him and i thought hey i wonder if i think he was talking about his trailer or something and i went to go look for something and it dawned on me that the automotive industry has those little step down barbs then I sure enough, I found one a, a pack of ten on Amazon for like four dollars that goes from a four millimeter to a two millimeter. So I bought those and uh, replaced it, and now I get um, one psi for every three minutes or something. So it's it's relatively, uh, you know, way um, better than it was, and uh, you know, that helps me out because now I get to go fly. I can put the gear up and down without it leaking. Yeah, without yeah, without yeah. worrying about it, gosh, am I at the end of my time for the air? Right, I better land right. this thing. But you have plenty of gas, I know, but I'm going to lose my wheels just a second. <laughs> well, yeah, I wouldn't lose my wheels. But, what you know, I had my, um, my fail-safe set fairly high. It was set up at about 50 PSI. And uh, when you lower the gear, it takes about 9 to 12 PSI to actually lower the gear and lock it. And uh, so I was start at 90 by the time I taxied out, you know, got airborne, you're already leaking down. And then, you know, I pull the gear up and then that PSI over the course of five minutes would get down to 50 and, you know, the gear would come out <laughs> and I'd be like, ah, oh, you know, I don't want the gear to come out, you know, right now, especially if I'm like screaming down out of the sky and some, you know, half right, in the middle of your low pass. Exactly. <laughs> the gear comes out, rips right off the airplane. Uh, so what I wound up doing is lowering the PSI, and then I found, you know, I chased the leak down, and then that way I can at least get down to, um, you know, 50 PSI. It's not a problem at all. So so after talking with you guys in Barry and, and Spencer, uh, I really got a, a real new outlook on fixing problems that I have. Like, I've got planes mm -hmm. that got problems, uh, but they don't stop it from flying. But It's foam. It is. <laughs> It'll fly. But, right. I, but I have to say that mindset is probably dangerous, just not from a standpoint it's going to kill anybody or whatever, but just dangerous from a standpoint of being lackadaisical and certainly can't do that in my paramotor life, right? And, right, and that's also right. given me a new perspective on, on those kinds of things as well. So it's like when I look at the paramotor, I'm looking at everything. It's like, is the exhaust going to fall off? Is the, you know... Right. Is the gas tank on? Do I have, you know, uh, is everything secure? Has it been leaking? Uh, all those kind of things. And, and so I've really sort of stepped up my mindset on my foam planes. Again, not that big of a deal, but I just don't, I don't, uh, I'm not as lackadaisical as I was since, since. You know, I kind of agree with you there, Mike, because this has given me, uh, and I will tell you that, that the money has something to do with it, but this has given me a better understanding of how important it is to have the airplane set up correctly, to have the right equipment, um, you know, to make sure that your equipment is reliable. Um, you know, before I was telling Jay, you know, on one of our conversations that, you know, you used to throw in a couple dollar servo, go out and fly it. If it crashed, it was no big deal. But the more we put into this hobby, the more important it is to maintain the integrity of your equipment. And, you know, I, I really wasn't thinking about it. And, um, you know, Jay brought up the fact that I went out and got my turbine waiver and sure enough, I, after about eight or 10 flights, I had to change the wheels out and I wasn't really thinking about changing wheels. I mean, why would you change wheels out? But, you know, you're taking a 35 pound airplane and, you know, you're doing 45 miles an hour when you touch down and then you hit the brakes and, you know, it wears the tires. They're just foam. 
and you really right. don't they're think not, about not, the friction uh, of foam coming off of this hot. Not Goodyear. You know, they're not Goodyear tires. No, right? With, uh, no, not Michelin know. either. But <laughs> they're just foam. Um, and so I switched them out, you know, for my for kind of the check ride thing that I do, the the flight, and uh, we can kind of touch on that real quick. But um, yeah, it just you know you don't think about things like that. And when I got home after my flight, I heard something rattling around in the airplane, and realized that one of my air tanks, uh, the the little. Um, the way that I have it secured to the airplane uh, is through a little um, zip tie and the little holder, the the little holder that holds the zip tie had come loose. So I could hear the, you know, I could hear it when I roll the airplane, I'd hear it go clunk, clunk. And I'm like, what the heck is that noise? You know? So I came in and landed and looked around it and see anything, flew it one more time and I could hear it again. And I'm like, okay, something's not right. So then I started kind of going through it and I found that there's, you know, the first, the there's two of them in the front one you know, comes away from the wall. So it, uh, it just kind of moves when I do a roll, it kind of goes clunk, clunk, and you can hear it. So, you know, there's maintenance involved, which really is, you know, Jay's pretty good about maintenance, uh, you know, fixing airplanes, but normally because something happened to them, but you don't really think about, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the airplane needing maintenance just from a normal maintenance standpoint. Because some of the stuff we fly in electrics. I mean, what do you do? You can't really ma- maintain your motor, right? Nope, not um, at all. So, <laughs> you know, but in this particular case, there is, you know, the screws come loose. Well, yeah, you got to deal with vibration, you know. don't you, Mike? Uh, no, not on a turbine. Okay. On a gas airplane, you do, but on the turbines, there's hardly any vibration. Other than airframe just going through the air. So, But, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, I'm glad to have uh, wrapped it up. Um you know, I have to give a shout out. I, I know on the Facebook page or our um, Park Fire Podcast listeners group, I gave a shout out uh, to the guys involved. But I have to really give the kudos to Spencer. He, um, you know, kind of guided me through the initial uh, flights and, you know, kind of got me warmed up. Um, you know, Barry, he uh, kind of took over, watched me fly a couple of times and gave me a few pointers. And then uh, Tony Quist, who's the uh, CD, he watched. He's actually seen me fly about four different times. Uh, just from being at the field, uh, literally, I was at the field probably five days out of you know the last week. So I've yeah, you've been flying tons. Yeah, I have, and and especially the jet. So you know, I wanted it to look good. Uh, he's seen me fly. So uh, just to kind of give you how uh, how to get your turbine waiver if you're interested in one, or if you're listening to the podcast, you can email us and I can uh, give you the link. But uh, as far as the AMA is concerned, you uh, basically have to fly in front of two uh, turbine waiver holders. Uh, one of them can be just a, uh, a turbine um, pilot, and the other one has to be a turbine pilot with a, a contest director or a CD uh, affiliation. So uh, Tony is a CD, um, and uh, so I had to do a flight for Barry, basically, and I had to go up, and you have to do a, a pre-flight. You have to show that you understand the, the safety involved in, in flying the turbine. Uh, you know, fire extinguisher, obviously, not pointing the turbine at all the guys on the ramp with the foamies you know <laughs> they're very expensive gas airplanes that so you <laughs> blow all that stuff because when you go to full power on one of those things you know it's producing 44 right. giant leaf blower <laughs> exactly you know 20 or 30 pounds of thrust going right through the pit area and just pretty much clean everybody out uh so you have to you know be aware of that and then you have to do a takeoff uh with um on the center line believe it or not uh, surprisingly um so you have to take off on the center line and it can only be plus or minus a few degrees off and you have to go up in the air, um, clean the airplane up, and actually do a couple of um, maneuvers. You have to do a uh, uh, rolling and a looping type maneuver. So you can do like a half Cubanade or a full Cubanade, or you can do a um, you know hammerhead or whatever. Not a hammerhead in a jet, but you can do like a loop uh, or vertical roll with a. I think they call it a reverse Cuban. Uh, so it's something with a um, you know an up and a down. Then you have to do a high speed circuit uh, both ways. So you come down high speed one way and then do a loop and then do a high speed the other way. So uh, I've actually gotten pretty good at the dairy turns uh, with the F-15. It does really, really well. Uh, I will tell you, though, that um, this airplane, because it's kind of light gray, uh, if you get it on a 45 uh, going out past you and you roll it, you definitely lose sight of it. So uh, first time that happened, Spencer leaned over and said, hey, uh, just to let you know, if something was to happen, I don't have your airplane. So if you don't have it and I don't have it, nobody has it. So please don't do that anymore. 
<laughs> I was like, okay, because you're flying it, you know what's going on. But because he's on a buddy box, he has to be able to see the airplane to take over. And if I got it out to where I can't see it or he can't see it and we don't know what's going on, it's going to be a disaster. So he's like, try to keep it, try not to do these rolling maneuvers on a 45 away from you. Uh, you know, make sure that you're in a turn so that you can see it. I was like, okay. Because I wasn't turning. I was just wing. straight going out. What's that? I said all those years of flying the tough wing. Yay, yeah. coming to you. <laughs> exactly. To help you out. Uh, so anyway, then uh, after you do the circuits, uh, you have to come in and do a go-around. Uh, and the go-around shows basically your ability to, um, uh, you know, control the, the spool-up time. And just uh, FYI, it's not like flying an EDF or a jet or – I mean, it's not like flying an EDF or a prop. The spool-up time on this thing is very long. And, Mike, you've been to our field. Uh, actually, Jay, you have too. But um, as I was yeah. coming in and I crossed the numbers, I was at idle thrust. I gave it full throttle and did not get full thrust out the back of the jet until I crossed the dirt on the opposite end of the runway. So it it's took like the eight whole, seconds or something, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's almost a full eight seconds. Yeah. And so you have to think that far ahead of the airplane. And um, on one of my go-arounds, I was actually coming in to land, and I really felt like I was going too fast. It was actually in front of Barry when I was flying for Barry, and I thought, gosh, this approach is just – it really feels like I'm fast. And so uh, since I was controlling it, I went ahead and I went, let's go around. So I hit the throttle, full throttle, and the airplane came in beautifully, just touched the wheels, never even touched the nose gear, just touched the mains, rolled on the mains, and lifted right off again. <laughs> and Barry goes – Wow, that was a nice touch and go, actually, you know. But I was surprised at how long, you know, it took. And it literally went off the end of the runway, just barely in ground effect. And then, it, you know, eventually when the, the thrust kicks in, it's got plenty to go vertical. So uh, so you do a couple of those. And then uh, actually Tony saw me do one or two of those. And then uh, you got to come in and do an actual full stop to landing. And um, so I was lucky because Tony had seen me fly it two or three times before and um, just real quick, they, uh, you know, I was gearing up for another flight with, uh, with, um, Barry and, uh, Tony walked out and said, Hey, Charlie and I are going to watch you fly. Um, just to let you know, we can't help you in any way. Right. Uh, so you're, you're pretty much on your own, but if it went anything like your last few flights, you should be okay. So don't get nervous. Uh, you know, we're just going to watch you fly it. And I said, well, I get plenty of comments from the peanut gallery, you know, because those guys are always, you know, what the heck are you doing kind of thing. And he goes, yeah, we're not going to let them do that either. So this will be just just you fly the fly the airplane like you would normally fly it. Just have fun uh, and don't mind us. So I did. I took off, you know, rolled around, did a bunch of aerobatics, a couple of, you know, turns and high speed, did all that stuff. He asked me during the flight, how much time do you fly? And I said, well, I have one gallon of gas. And so I've got about a five minute flight, but because I'm still new at this, uh, I give myself, you know, at least one or two go arounds if something was to happen. And he said, that's, that's good. You know, you, that's a good decision. And so at, uh, three minutes and some change, I decided to go ahead and throw the gear out, come in, land, uh, touchdown, made it all the way to the very end of the runway. I mean, it literally stopped and, uh, you know, got turned around and, and he said, Oh, that's a good job. He said, your approaches and landings look really good and you're on the center line every time. So I was pretty happy with it and, uh, went back and everybody was like, what, what was that like? You know, how did it go? And, um, basically he turned around to me and said, I signed your paperwork. So I was pretty happy. It, uh, took, you know, just one flight. Nice. But, well, congratulations, yeah, was, Mike. Uh, that's awesome excited. stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. I, I'm pretty excited. So, yeah. So speaking of Looking other good. firsts, um, I I, uh, I I spent some time at Jay's um, a, a while back. That's and, right. You were and, just down there, right? Yep. And uh, he was playing hooky. Uh, and uh, w when I went down there, he gave me uh, a airbrush that he had sitting around that he wasn't using. And oh, that's uh, right. I think uh, I think I gave him that one. <laughs> You gave me okay, okay, well, well, you gave it to well, me. It's gone full Jay. circle. How's that? <laughs> I pa it's been passed around. The so, circle yeah. of life. It's a really loose. No, I'm not airbrush. taking credit for it. I just yeah. It's, it's been passed around. It's a lot. Uh, it's a really loose airbrush. Yeah. And, uh, yeah so exactly. Uh, so anyway, um, I, I painted my first. Uh, I started with the wingtips. I painted my first plane. 
I have, I have a theory. There you go. How'd that go? Uh, it went pretty well. Um, I used electrical tape since I didn't have any of the kind of tape that you use. So I used some electrical tape to, right. to make my curves, and that worked out okay. pretty well. Um, I'm not as good at getting the eyeball of, you know, is it an actual curve? But I did measure to make sure they were at least somewhat symmetrical in terms of how much of the wing <laughs> they good. took off. Um, sure. when, I, when I actually measured them, I think they're off by maybe an eighth or a sixteenth of an uh, inch, so not very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't want to be too overly analytical about it all, but right. I did want it to right. be somewhat consistent. And so that went pretty well. I set up my own little paint booth. I have some cardboard boxes and um, it's for, you know, some backstop for that so it doesn't go paint everything behind me, you know, as I paint uh, stuff. And did you do this on the kitchen table or did you do a dining room table? Oh, no, I did it in the garage. Oh, smart oh. man. <laughs> right yeah. next to the new car. I, I mix the – well, that's why I say I have a, a, a my own paint box because, you know, don't want to paint the car or, or anything in the garage for that matter. But um, I did mix some of the paint in the kitchen. Like I was messing around with it. And, you know, it's like glue, that stuff. It's like, where did that drop right. come from? Oh, crap, I just made another – Oh man! Now there's paint everywhere, and right, <laughs> it didn't didn't take too long for that to take place. Or and then of course you know, you'll have it set up somewhere. I had I had to use the bottom of a water bottle to do my initial mix, so I didn't may have to mess up a jar, and because um, I don't want to clean all that stuff, and uh, um, it was sitting on something, and then I had a fan in the garage because it's bloody hot here, and um, of course the fan blew the box and all my stuff so the paint hit the ground i was like okay really but uh well was, what are you talking about i still i'm walking around with a shirt that still has uh uh orange, orange paint, paint on it, on it. my yeah. wife looked at me she's like what is on your what's on your chest i go oh that's my orange paint from mike when he was yeah here. <laughs> yeah so but other than that you know it's just some simple things but quite frankly uh and i have an older uh uh compressor, compressor. it doesn't have a tank it just runs the whole time, uh, and it right. and it doesn't have a gauge, so, so I don't really know how fast I'm running it at. Right. Uh, so so I just <laughs> so you're giving yourself some handicaps. So, is what I, you're saying. so I set it at, at, a, at what I felt was what I remembered the pressure of yours. Yeah. yeah, and and then I and I sprayed it on the in my paint booth thing, and it, you know to make paint come out, and it seemed to come out okay. And uh, I had watched a couple of other videos about beginning painting just to kind of remind myself some of the things I learned from you. And um, right. it, it worked out. It worked out really nicely, actually, uh, in terms of the paint coming out. At first, it was coming out like one of the things that's a real challenge for me is my your hand gets cramped. I, uh, I initially, yeah. If you yeah, I didn't done paint for, for more than five or ten minutes, but it was like. Damn, that's killing my hand because you got to hold this <laughs> really tiny. Well, that's thing. Pro- that's probably just uh, nervousness about painting because I sure. don't, you know, for me it's a real light touch. You don't sure. really like, grip it like it's gonna like you're gonna well, fall off. Well, just the holding it, just the position you have to put your fingers in to hold the damn right. thing, and so right. and then to be able to control the amount of paint and then how much True. air as well. So all that stuff is sort of new and challenging, and uh, uh, but other than that, it. It went pretty well, and because I'm not trying to fade or do anything tricky, right. I just you know kept painting it till it was dark, and 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 then I was done. You know that was it. So can I can I offer just a little bit of advice? Sure. Are you willing to take some of advice? No, uh, but go ahead. Now, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything from you. Uh, I will tell you that um, for having done it so long, eyeballing something in a curve like I do is is easier for me. But when I first got started, the better way to do that is to take a piece of paper, trace out the piece of paper, the curve. Like if you wanted a wingtip and you wanted it to be like a half moon, you know, like a half circle on your wingtip, trace on the piece of paper the half circle or the the S or whatever, you know, whatever you have that goes on the wingtip. Then take a light pencil and just draw, you know, kind of the pencil line. Then take that same piece of paper, put it on the other wing upside down, and draw the same line. Now you can tape. When you tape, it's both the same. 
Does you know, um, you're a lot like Jay in that um, all the advice I get from you is after I <laughs> is after stuff. the always fact. after we're done. Yeah. So, well, dude, you know, ahead, you know why we do if that? I call ahead and ask that question. I'll be like, yeah, you just paint it. It's fine. You know, no big deal. And then after I do it wrong, it's like, well, dude, you know, you can do it this other way. Right. And it's like, OK, really? <laughs> because That's now so you'd helpful. understand because now you get it. You go, wow. After all that, now I get it. That would be a much easier way yes. as opposed to if we just I, I could have done that like yeah, 10 minutes I mean, instead of the two hours it already took me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want you to learn. You know, it's a learning yeah, process. A little negative reinforcement goes a long way. And, you know, it's not just for you. We do have listeners, you know, that, that are probably hopefully will try that on their own. So that's just a, another thing for them, too. But, yeah, well, and uh, I want if there's listeners- a light pencil line, you can actually tape right along the pencil line and it'll be fine. I want our listeners to learn, too, that don't ask you guys questions sure. until after you've done it. Until uh, <laughs> after you've given it a try. That's just cruel. Well, it's like good. The, I'm glad you did it, though. It's, uh, you know, it takes a lot to uh, jump into something you haven't done before. And, you know, you were here and kind of saw the process. And I think it's great that you're kind of doing your own thing. And I um, I do remember sending – Jay was kind of going through something similar to this. And I did send him an airbrush, and I forgot that he had some already. So – it's good that he was able to pass that along. But but this little guy, I mean, you and I used uh, an airbrush that you had bought that was reasonably inexpensive. Um, but mm-hmm. this little guy, although wasn't one of the popular ones that you had mentioned before, and it comes from the bottom instead of gravity fed, it, it sucks it up. Uh, yep, which is siphon good. fed. You're siphon fed, right, instead of gravity mm-hmm. fed. Yep. And I think you mm-hmm. mentioned that the gravity feds are better uh, for whatever reasons. I'm not remembering why. But um, no, it just depends on what you're doing. The siphon feeds are good for uh, larger areas. The gravity feeds are good for real thin, like like shading lines and that kind of thing. So okay, but the ones but, that and, you and I used here were gravity fed as well. Right, I mean but they it, were a siphon. But this siphon thing fed. worked really well, given I had an sure. old compressor and and you know like say it doesn't even have a gauge on the compressor. It just I just right. set it to what seemed like the right amount of. Air coming out. So I will tell I will tell you uh, another little thing that you probably should do. Um, zip by Harbor Freight or wherever, whatever you know, hardware store that you have, uh, and get a um, water filter. It's an air compressor. That's a water trap. It is just a little red uh, filter that you screw on between your compressor and your hose line for the airbrush. Uh, because, idea. you know, having a tank, you'll get more of it. Having the compressor just run air, you won't get as much. But that'll keep the uh, water from going through the line and ruining your paint. Yep. And so and they're, uh, o- they're only like two ninety nine. I think they're two ninety nine. They're disposable, and they're just it's just a little red ball that you screw on. Yep. So anyway, that's uh, I started painting that uh, turbo twin. It's uh, almost ready to go together. So I figured before I put it together, I would uh, paint it up. And then uh, and have it be ready to go. That's perfect. And uh, you actually sent us pictures. We'll have to post some, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, on the Facebook page so that people can see them, so that uh, they can track your progress. It looks really, really good. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. I got some uh, interesting ideas for it. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to get some more uh, details on your. But uh, painting so that experience. was sort of a segue into my trip to Jay's, and I, I I'd like to. Jay to sort of talk about that a little bit because we we really had a pretty good time and uh I thought that uh dude I was glad when you left that's all I can say I don't normally say that when I have you know when I have company but I was really glad that when you left because I was freaking tired <laughs> I think that's the most tired I've ever been what for a visit he sent me a text no, message honestly he sent me this... a text message the day after I left he goes dude I just woke up. I went to bed right after you left, and I just woke up, and it was like the next day or whatever. It was like, I don't know, he At must have like 12 or 15 hours <laughs> of sleep. That, that he never you must have been that. getting him up early, which when I'm there, I, was, I don't. I, I was. I'm, yeah, I'm we out getting, doing stuff. And then, yeah, we were getting up. The, the interesting, well, and Jay was going to say this. The interesting thing about this is we decided um, after the first day I was there that we were going to change our cycle for flying and stuff. So we got up at we were getting up at five thirty six o'clock in the morning, going out six to the field, yeah. and then when it got hot and wind, you know the 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 thermals would kick up a lot and the wind would kick up, we went back to the house and that's when we would do all our other stuff that we would normally do at night. 
Um, and so basically, we did our quote-unquote siesta, although we weren't sleeping. <laughs> we would do, you know, plane building and fixing. Right, other during stuff. During the day, yeah. So. Right, right. Yeah. And then did you go Fix back to planes, the field at night too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of, but the thing was we went back to the field and then we flew again. So we right. were flying twice in the morning day. and then it, twice a day. And so usually, well, like when you come down, we're flying once a day. You know, we fly, you know, usually in the mornings or something. Mm-hmm. But with Mike, we were, it was like work. You know, we were, it was like, get your ass out there, fly in the morning, <laughs> you know, fix everything, make any changes you got to make, charge up some batteries, and then go back out in the evening, fly hard until it gets dark, come home, then work on some planes some more or, you know, fix it all for in the morning. Other stuff, right. And then, Take a quick nap, get up, and do it again. Well, here, here was the other well, problem. So like here was the other problem, Mike, is that we had a very specific goal when we originally talked. Uh, and in the past, I've stayed for more than a couple of days. In this mm-hmm. case, it was a three-day stay, if I remember right, maybe four. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so yeah. we had a lot to do because Jay and I were like, yeah, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And we want to try this. And we want to do this. It's like, yeah, cool. So, and then one of them was the, the – uh, uh, Talon, mini Talon. We hadn't been able to get that working. You and I hadn't been able to get that working, and Jay and I hadn't been able right. to get that working. And that thing's been on the work table a long time for a lot of hours. And so we spent sure. the first day, at least, that first day, yeah. trying to get that electronics working. And and what turns out, uh, I had a broken wire, a broken freaking wire. After all that? After all, After all that, that, it was a broken freaking wire. And wow. um, it's my fault because I didn't check the wires because they shouldn't have been broken. It was a, it was a right. cable. It was a pre-made cable. Shouldn't have been broken, but somehow it got disconnected or whatever, and it was broke. And I was like, this is ridiculous, Jay. Like, what's happening? And we finally figured out, well, check. He's like, did you check the wires? I was like, no, I guess I didn't do that yet because – I didn't think I needed to, whatever. And then we started checking it all, and it was, it was tedious and painful because this was a solder-only connection set. That was the other problem. Um, mm-hmm. And then we had cable issues, like the ends were wrong. I mean, just it was just too many weirdnesses. And then we tried to put it on Jay's plane, but his plane was sufficiently different that we couldn't. And, and that actually is what helped us figure out that it was a cable. Yeah, what the problem was. We just sort of fell into it. Uh, but still, if we had checked the cables, if I had checked the cables oh so long ago, uh, it would have been up and running in like no no time at all. And it just... Yeah, because after, after we discovered that problem, I mean, pretty much the, the rest of the build or the rest of the getting it ready actually didn't take that much long. It didn't take that much time at all. You know? And yeah. then it was just tweaking it every time we went out, the, you know, we went out and flew, you know, we would do something with it and figure out, you know, what we like, what we didn't like, you know, that type of thing. So, well, I, I have to, I have to put a disclaimer out there to our listeners that actually the RC hobby is supposed to be fun and relaxing. And it exciting. was fun. Well, sort so of. far we've saw <laughs> how hard it is to fly turbos and then how hard it is to fly little foamies. But yeah, no, no, no us, <laughs> it was fun. Now, uh, you know, we just had some frustration, right? Okay. So we had some frustrating times, but honestly, uh, when Mike was down here, I mean, with the goals that we had laid out, we pretty much got to 90 to 95% of the things, you know, what we wanted to do, we got done. And then in the meantime, I mean, we, we flew our butts off and we got a lot of flying in. Um, I, I don't think we had too much destruction, you know, while, while you were down here. Um, uh, and we just had a, a good time flying. I mean, um, and then the last day Jim came out and flew with us and pretty much, um, Let's just say it was a perfect day. Nobody, nobody broke anything. Nobody took anything home in a, a plastic bag. Um, and actually, compared to, I think it was the last time. I think the last time that uh, AK Mike came down and flew with Jim, he had some problems. The RC gods were not smiling on him the last time. On, on it was Jim, one of you guys when they weren't smiling on yeah. Jim. Oh, okay. Yeah, but this time everybody, everybody had a good flight. Good. Good time, uh, and we we just flew our butts off. So, Mike, so, when you were talking and, about um, your 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 uh, your turbine uh, being like a big leaf blower, it reminded me. Um, I have a D D thirty nine Panther, uh, D something Panther. Yeah, it's an yeah, EDF, right. an, an old EDF yeah. plane, and um, 
uh, <laughs> one of the times when we took off, uh, I had landed it. It doesn't land very well. It's like it doesn't have the characteristics for it flies great, right? I love the plane for flying, mm-hmm. but it it's got this big old round handle on the bottom that you land it and just basically noses over almost every time. Anyway, uh, one, after one of the landings, I took off with it, and the EDF happened to be running at my face at the time, and of course there was dirt. <laughs> in the oh, right. in the fan, so I'm like, and all of a sudden I get this, you know, I have glasses on, but still I get this stuff in my eye. I'm like, I can't see. And he's like, What do you mean? You just took off. And uh, so anyway, we had so it was a challenge to to blink, blink, blink to get my eyes going for for uh, to see the plane. But you just reminded me of that when you're I can't see that. it. Tell me where it's at. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it's it's but you know you made a good point about um, we're talking about. The frustration, Jason's frustration, and you talked about it. It is really fun. I, th- I think, I think there's a lot of people that get into this hobby, and they do get frustrated, and then they quit because it's very frustrating at times. No, I but, agree with that. I agree. But with the that. but the reality is is that I think it's simple enough. I, I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but at the same time, it's. If you if you think about what you need to do and you slow down a little bit and and work your way through the problem, I mean every frustration we Jay and I ran into, there was a great nice answer for. Now, it took me right. a while to get around to them sometimes, but every one we every quote unquote problem we ran into, there was there was a right. solution for it. And we just had to And it helps that uh you know, we kind of think differently. Mm-hmm. You know, our methodology of thinking or how we, we attack a problem. Sure. And that helps a lot because I know there's a lot of times when you, when you get frustrated and you're a very smart person and then I come along and I say something stupid and then you're like, and then you like, okay, I'll try it. And then you try it and it works. And you're like, Oh, I can't believe that. Worked. You know, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, but it's, it's, I could see why it's kind of frustrating to you. It's just a different thought process. Not to say that I'm always right or you're always right because like I said, sometimes I have a problem and I, you know, I'm frustrated. And then you come over and you say something like, you know, Hey, I think, uh, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, really? Come on. X, Y, Z. Oh crap. It worked. All right. <laughs> well, thanks. You know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's one of those things that's funny. It's frustrating. I don't know. It all works. I like having more, you know, more heads looking at a problem, always solve the problem, you know, as opposed to one person, you'll be frustrated when you just get hung up. So well, anyway. I'll tell you what, that, you know, if you're flying by yourself, it's very difficult. And I know for Jay, you know, having a couple of guys around in a field is not near as lucky as I am having this huge, you know, big field Pool. to go fly yeah. at. But, but I will tell you that in my the last, you know, eight months or year or whatever, being a part of this group, that there's pretty much every level that I can find. If I have a question about something or if I, you know, Spencer and I the other day were sitting there talking about something and he's like, oh, man, I think this will work. And we did something, you know, we did kind of try to do this and it didn't work. And so he just picked up the phone and he called the guy and the guy's like, oh, yeah, you got to do this, this, and this. Bingo, worked like a charm. So I think there is a lot of validity to sharing ideas. Uh, as long as when you come into this hobby, you're open to that sharing. Um, right. And, and I think sometimes we frustrate ourselves just by the virtue of us thinking that it's something that we can do when in reality we, we're kind of overthinking, you know. We think it's simple, but it's not really as simple as it sounds. We make it look easy, but even some of the guys I fly with on Tuesdays, uh, you know, they're like, oh, man, you make it look so easy. Well, yeah, there's a level of experience that comes with that. But at the same time, you know, I, I learn things from them too. You know, I mean, even at my level, I, you know, they'll do something and I'll be like, oh, <laughs> what'd you do? And then they tell me and I'm like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. So, I mean, I'm learning that, you know, you shouldn't do something like, you know, whatever the case may be. So uh, I think if you're in the hobby, if you're listening to us and uh, and you have a story to share, um, please jump on our Facebook page and, and give us a shout. And uh, Most definitely. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. It's uh, it's always good to have. I know uh, when Philip was down here, he's a listener, and I know he, uh, you know, shares ideas with people as well. So uh, he just sent us a Facebook page where he uh, messed up an airplane. I think he crashed an airplane. 
And I was like, oh, I'll just put some spackling and some uh, Gorilla Glue on it. And he's like, I don't think that'll work. And uh, I was like, sure, you know, this is the stuff you use. And and I think he just posted it. He's going to give it a try. So the, it'll be exciting to hear from him and see if he actually gets it done. Uh, but if he's listening, you know, Philip, you're welcome to email us and get the ideas. Jay is a great at it. Spencer's even better at it. Uh, he's put some foam airplanes together that were totally destroyed that look almost brand new. So uh, it is now doable. The problem is, of course, uh, the good part is, is – at least, you know, like Philip and those guys are listening and they're tr- at least going to try. Sure. Uh, what frustrates me are the guys who you're trying to help and they don't listen to anything you have to say. But that's you know, a personality. You be like, don't walk, out the, don't walk out in the road. There's a truck coming. Right. Yeah, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. He'll blah. stop. I can't, <laughs> he'll stop, right? I can't believe that guy almost ran me over. Right. Dude, why'd you, why'd you walk out there? That guy was doing 50. Right. Anyway, but, you know, you, you've seen him at the, you know, Mike and I back when we were in Alaska, we met a, a few guys like that that just would never listen right. or they were right. a Mr. Know-it-all. And I don't know. It's one of those things that you, the good thing about him is you always get some good stories from those people. Sure. But uh, they are very, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Not frustrating, but they're very... Uh, I don't know. Um, entertaining. Yeah, I guess they're inter- they're entertaining, you know, because either either everybody stops to watch what's going to happen right, when they exactly. fly their plane, <laughs> or they go, hey, I fixed this with, uh, you know, jelly beans in love. Hey, uh, Mark's going to fly, you guys. So, uh, yeah, this, is, this exactly. might be something to watch. Everybody exactly, comes down right? as he walks out to the line. Everybody's like, oh, hey, let's watch this. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> once again, I, I've noticed this. We had a couple of guys up in Alaska, you know, like I said, they, when they come to the flight line, everybody would land and just get get out of the air, right. <laughs> just right. so they could either watch or make sure that their plane didn't get hit. Sure. type of thing. So. That's funny. Anyway, so while Mike was down there, did you fly anything? Uh, did you get to fly your L thirty nine, or how'd that work? I did. Yeah. I I pretty much uh, flew that the last day um, because unfortunately the evening before we tried to fly and the landing gear, we were having difficulty with landing gear, and as it turned out, it got a bunch of dirt and dust. I guess from the field and the to- the tolerances of the gear were too too tight or whatever and right. the dirt got in there so we had to take it apart a little sanding a little lube and then they were back to 100% and the next day I flew and I got a chance to uh break in my generator and uh charge my batteries out at the field so I tried my setup for that and it worked pretty well um my my generator hicked up hiccuped a couple of times but other than that um it worked out fantastic, and once again, I had some great flights, even though every time I flew, the wind would kick up. I don't know what was <laughs> up with that. Um, and, of course, right before the last flight, I was, uh, I was coming for a landing. I was a little hot, uh, and I was landing a little longer on the field. And as you know, I think I told you before, my field, um, I guess an electric company came out, and they put up a little stockyard or whatever for, a little, for some short time where they're doing work out there. So they've kind of cut off the last one-third of my landing field. Gotcha. So we've kind of tried to modify it and move it over. But anyway, it's a little shorter than what it was. So I was landing. It's coming in long. I'm like, you know, and I kind of heard these guys were going, hey, are you going to go around? And I was like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm going to land it. I'm in a good setup. So I cut a little slot, you know, for um, an indicator slot, and I thought I had it. So... um I was going to thread the needle, land it. I landed, and just as I was, I thought I was going to go right down the slot and stop, I caught the tall grass right on the right-hand side, and uh, it kind of drew the plane, and it kind of, next thing you know, kind of tumbled or whatever. So, unfortunately, I ripped off the uh, right little nacelle. Uh, not not the engine nacelle, but the, there was like a little fuel tank or something on the wing tip. Right. So, I kind of ripped that off. But, you know, some woo, whap, whap. Good as new. It's all fixed, and it's flying I've flown it, you know, like 10 times after that. So it's it's flying great. Good. So I'm so I wanted to add here before I, – I don't know how long we've been talking, but uh, yeah, it's I, almost I, wanted to, I wanted to add we flew the fundraiser a couple times. Uh, Jay flew it once. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Flew, you took it down there, didn't you? Yeah, and I flew it a couple times. We didn't, I didn't uh, – <laughs> I have a story about the nose cone too. I had ordered a nose cone uh, to send to Jay's house uh, to hopefully right. make it when – Right. So I could put it on there. Well, it didn't make it to Jay's house. In fact, they didn't even send it to his house. They sent it to my house, and it showed up the day I got back. Oh, so, you're kidding me. But So on the upside, uh, they sent it to my house. I didn't have to get it back from Jay. On the downside, right. they just sent it to a completely wrong address. But, you know, whatever. That's fine. 
But uh, one of the things that happened when Jay and I were flying was Jay flew it great. Uh, he didn't have any problems. Uh, I mean, it was it wor- everything worked great. Uh, I, the first time I flew <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it was kind of anticlimactic after you guys told me about yeah. it. Yeah. He was like, really? This is like, what? what, what you, what's the big deal? You guys have been, you know, whatever. So the third time uh, that it was flown, uh, it was my last story. And Jay said, I'll throw it for you this time. I said, okay, cool. Well, I didn't figure it out until after I took it off, but I didn't do any rudder. And so nice. that sucker just yawed over. And Jay's like, whoa, dude, I'm so sorry. I threw it wrong. He's like, no, you had nothing to do with it. And he's like, what? I was like, <laughs> Oh, that was see, you missed your opportunity. Me. You could have blamed it all on Jay. Oh, no, that was all me. No, I didn't crash it. I, I didn't crash it. Right. If it flew flying, because he did a nice 45 when he threw it, so it just yawed, you know, over in the air a little. Um, and I was like, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah, it was me. <laughs> He's like, what happened? I forgot rudder. Why did it yaw like that? I said, well, here, you fly it. And then he was flying. I said, now give it full gas. And, of course, you know what it does. It just sure. kicks its butt over every time you, you gas it. And, it, and he's like, right. oh, okay, I get it. So, anyway. It so, did you launch little... it up? Did you launch it inverted at all? No, I won't, I won't no. do that until no. I'm, I'm not ready. Not ready yet. Not ready to do that, huh? Not, not yet. All right. So. But it's a cool plane. It's a really cool plane. You know, once again, it was anticlimactic for me just because you guys have worked out all the bugs. That's so, true too. You know, yeah. I, so I, I, like I said, I was, I was kind of like, all right, I got to be ready. You know, Mike's like, okay, what well, you got to put right rudder when you, when I launch it, you got to do it. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm ready, ready, go for it. And just like flies right out. No, no problem. I'm like, oh really? Oh, <laughs> that wasn't, that didn't like, it wasn't like danger flying. I was, you know, I was on the edge of my seat, ready for it. Nothing happened. And it just kind of flew <laughs> right wherever I wanted it. I was like, oh, yeah. well, it's a good plane. But uh, I was expecting Squirrel City, a bag full of squirrels, and a, you know, squirrels juggling knives or something, right? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah something, sorry to disappoint. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry. so um, here's another thing that I found out um, since I've been back. I don't think Weekender Warehouse is stocking that right now. Like, uh, I think they're out of stock. Well, but it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, but they, I think they sold out on their whole stock, and now they got to wait for the next shipment to come in. Oh, so okay. Well, I hope that I hope that's the case. I, I didn't say that it said discontinued or anything. That's usually how their sales go. So remember the last plane that we bought from them, the uh, the little trainer plane that we bought from them. They had on sale for like thirty bucks or fifty bucks. Like a Sky Surfer. Yeah, it's kind of like a little Sky Surfer. Or the Shark. Same thing. They had a whole bunch of them. I I told everybody. Uh, I thought Mike got one, but uh, I got one, and oh, Jim got one. And then after they were done with that sale. That was it. They're gone. They they never had any more in stock. They're just they just get rid of their stock. So they just so. buy a big container and then sell all what they have. Probably, Multiplex probably didn't so. stop selling it, right? I mean, they they still continue to make it. Because remember, we had that problem with the with the fun cup. Um, Nobody had a fun cup for whoever knows. But you can buy them at the store today. I mean, they still have them on their website. Well, I I went to Multiplex's site and they referred you to Weekend Warehouse right. and they don't have them. Oh, that's weird. I think the fun cub is on its way out, and all those planes are on their way out for whatever reason. Oh, I, I would anyway. be sad if the fun racer went away. That would be. I, I, really I know because like it is kind of fun. Yeah, and I have two uh, nose cones in here. If you'd have told me, I could have shipped one to you. Hey, sir. Uh, I just looked at the clock. There, it looks like our hours almost done. Uh, but, it uh, just went so, by so fast. I think it does zip by. So, real quick uh, before we end, what uh, new projects or little you know shenanigans are you guys getting into? Well, I'm 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 doing the painting, so I'll 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 be continuing to do that. The turbojet. Uh, oh, so we didn't talk uh, at all about it. I won't go into it too long. But I had problems with those retracks. We we basically had to take apart every one of the retracks. Oh, that's right. Reset them internally for whatever reason, and put them back together. And I don't know if they just weren't lined up right or what. But after yeah, I did possibly. that, they work yeah. fine. And I, I found something that might work every time if I still have a problem. But I, I won't know until if I until or if I have a problem again, uh, w- where I won't have to really take them apart. It's just something I can do to make them. Yeah, uh, that was one of the things again. we worked on at the house. Yeah, it house, had yeah. to do with squeezing the casing, uh, just so. And um, and then once you did that, they seemed to work again. So I, huh. I don't know what the deal was and why, but I had to take apart every one of the retracts I had to make them work. Wow, it was weird. Luckily, there's only three of them. Uh, that's correct. 
<laughs> well, he had he had more than that, you know. Yeah. So. He had like fifty of those. So you have to take apart. There's some well, tiny that, screws no, the, in there. The little screws wouldn't come out, or they'd strip, and yeah. we'd have another. You know, oh yeah, that was fun too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's kind of a pain. They, they're not really meant to be taken apart and fixed, but I, I've done that once or twice too. I've I've had something happen and pulled it out, and there's been a wire that got disconnected or something got turned just right, and it wouldn't, you know, it lodged in there. I, I know the frustration. So, AZ, Mike, uh, uh, you uh, you joined a new group. You sent me a, a link to join up. What? So, what? What? What new thing have you? Been yeah, the uh, for me, it's the trailer. Uh, I sent you a link for uh, the RC trailer guys, and um, Spencer and I've been talking about it. I I spent this last uh, weekend, I guess, putting insulation in my trailer and trying to hurt myself because it was 115 degrees outside, and I was working there and. I think I must have gone through about five gallons of water, but uh, yeah, part of, partially why my face is all red because I've been <laughs> been out in the sun. Oh, because you were in an oven. That's I was why. in an oven. Yes, that's why I was <laughs> half baked. A little mini oven. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I put. Uh, I'm so I'm redoing the trailer to be more um, RC friendly, I guess, and uh, and to be a little nicer. So uh, I will. Uh, I'll try to post a couple of photos in there so that you can see them. Uh, but yeah, that's my project uh, at the moment. That and uh, wound up with a new. Um, Skymaster L thirty nine. So, you're, you dude, you got to set this for sure. I know, I do. So, well, for the listeners, this is this is not the L thirty nine that we got. Uh, not a free wing. Uh, no. Yeah, not a free wing one. This is uh, uh another turbine. That's true. Guy, he, he needs to stop. Yeah, that's number that's number four <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, Hi, it. my name is Mike Bone. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's right. Oh, I'm and that's just right. <laughs> I've got an addiction. I'm addicted to uh, turbines, turbine jets. Yeah, I well, like. I don't know. I'm I'm really excited about the L39 because you know we've been flying the small one, the the little 80 millimeter one, and I've had so much fun with this. Uh, and actually, this weekend Barry and I were out. Um, actually, I got my turbine waiver, and then he and I jumped in there and and flew our. He flew the uh, F22, and I flew the L39. So we went out there, and flew formation. It was pretty fun. Uh, so cool. yeah, it was, uh, it's good, but I'm excited. This one is, um, I think it's 90, 90 or 93 inches long. So it's, uh, it's a one fifth scale, I believe one five, five. So it's fairly large. It just so happens you have but, a trailer uh, big enough to fit that. Uh, this is the reason why, uh, the trailer is being redone. Yes, that is correct. Because now, I'm, um, I will have. Um, you know, at least three of these plus all my little uh, EDFs go into the field. It uh, does require a little more room. Are you putting, a, mid- are you putting just... a mid deck in there? Uh, it'll have three shelving, three shelves in it. Yeah. Wow! Holy smacks! Yeah. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll keep you informed on uh, how that's working. But uh, <laughs> for now, just working on plane stuff in the trailer and flying. Gotcha. Flying a lot. Flying how about you, Jay? Uh, for me, like you said, the good part was you got my butt motivated and I was able to get down, mow the field for, for your visit. Good. And then uh, shortly after that, I had tore into my trailer. I have just had a little small 5x8 trailer. Um, and I tore into it and it was nothing like Mike's trailer. Uh, <laughs> instead of everything being screwed together, they just, they decided to use little teeny tiny microscopic little staples that are impossible to pull out. And it's a pain in the ass. But um I've been working my way through it, um, so uh, I too am probably uh, the next week or so going to be get my insulation and put it all in. Um, other than that, the other thing that uh, for some weird reason I just got this bug that bit me, and uh, I went out and I bought a, uh, a 3D printer, so it should be showing up I think tomorrow. Very cool. We're so have to hear about that. I'm going down that little dark hole, but I've of course been on Thingiverse, which you can look up all sorts of little cool nifty little printable things and i've been looking at all the rc parts and things to help us out and there are a bunch so during mike's visit he came down and he modified his fpv goggles and they're uh, uh one of the problems with them because we're old men uh you ha- we have to have our reading glasses in them or or they have to have enough distance so that you can see the lettering uh in the in the visor uh, itself uh and then mike's particular uh visors they're they're too short it's there's not enough room so he was able to mod it and and get some reading glasses in there and and it's kind of cool he made it work well i I found there's a mod for that that i can 3d print 
and it basically lengthen it put it lengthens the uh, the focal length uh, by extending it out. So it's pretty cool. So I'm just like, wow, they got that in there. So I'm just I've just been spending like the past two or three days just looking at all the different things, uh, like your cockpit, uh, AZ Mike. I've been looking at you know cockpits and stuff after seeing the cockpit you got for your uh, right right your f-18 i think it was the f-15 mm-hmm. yeah f-15 so um yeah after that uh, little fiasco i was like well certainly i could do something better sure. so anyway sure. I, I looked into that and and uh, yeah so i'm pretty excited I'm, I'm i'm interested to see what 3d products i can uh, i can produce or print out yeah i'm uh, i've got a whole list of them for you so yeah get that sucker going <laughs> You, you well, Jay, it was really nice knowing printer. you because uh, now we're going to lose you for sure to the uh, <laughs> yeah. internet and figuring out how exactly. to work that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You. So I told uh, AK Mike about it a couple of days ago, and he, of course he brought up the well. You know, it's going to take a lot of you know schmoozing and finagling and figuring out and whatever. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So he was definitely my downer or my reality because at first I'm like, oh, Cloud Nine, this is gonna be so easy, and he's like, what? What are you talking about? I don't, I don't remember anybody saying it is easy. Right. <laughs> well, uh, just to, anyone can just do to kind of give you the heads up. I've got uh, Spencer has one, and I have a neighbor uh, down the road that you and I have talked to, Adam, and right. uh, he has four, right. so he's very familiar with it. So if, if you get stuck or whatever, we've we've got oh yeah, we got I, resources. I, that was to get that was you that was part do. of the reason why I kind of did this because right. I was like, oh, I happen to know some people who do this. You do, so. yeah. <laughs> so this will be good for you. Well, very cool. That's uh, exciting to hear. Um, man, this uh, summer's already smoking by. Uh, hope everybody had a good 4th of July, and and this month is uh, cruising by as well. So it'll be wintertime before Absolutely. you know it. Well, wow. Hour's up already, too. So yep. I guess we'll wrap it up. We appreciate you listening to us today. Uh, if you have any car, uh, comments or suggestions, uh, feel free to go on our Park Flyer Podcast listeners group on Facebook and post uh, a post. Uh, we appreciate uh, everyone who's posting on it right now. And um, we're getting some good information from uh, the guys down in San Antonio and out in North Carolina. So we're really excited about that. Um, and uh, if you have any suggestions for topics or whatever, you can shoot us an email at parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. That'll help us out. Uh, but, yeah, send some pictures or post some pictures for us or email us and, and let us know what you're flying. So from here in Arizona, I'm Michael. From Jay in the hills of Texas. And this is AK Mike in Texas. We'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.